When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So let's make Jeff feel better and transition now into our Longhorn Notebook. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. It's a Longhorn Notebook brought to you by Erin Bowersock, the home loan expert. Check her out on the web. She's your Longhorn lender at BowersockTeam.com. Uh, CB reminding us that Shane Bouchelle is a member of the Kansas City Well, there Chiefs, you go. So. There you go. Uh, I know I say this about a lot of people, but really, Shane Bouchelle, Craig, I can file him in the category of good dude. Oh, gosh. And... Given the fact that I covered his dad's career when he was playing in the <laughs> 80s on those Bobby Valentine-managed Ranger team, he is a good dude. I, I still w- saw him during the fall when I'd go up to do the Friday night show yeah. and he was doing Ranger postgame stuff. We had good chat. Mom and dad, both good people. <laughs> I love like any any big Rangers fight while he was either a player or a staff member. Uh, yeah, you can find Steve Bouchelle right in the middle of oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like that the one. big Robin Ventura, Nolan Ryan yeah. bit. Boo would be in on it. Yeah. He had to be. Uh-huh. There was that. And then uh, the Rugnet Odor is the one that I remember. Uh, Steve Bouchelle coming out of the dugout and looking like he was ready to throw hands with somebody. Yeah. Not afraid to get in a scrap. Uh, I guess we'll clean up the rest of the basketball game here, Craig. I wasn't yeah. here in the, when, at, the, at the start. To yeah. Talk and, about and, and by the way, uh, toward that end, Longhorn Bears said, I was much more satisfied with the win over Kansas State in their house after they put 120 in our house. Go Horns. All right. 116, not 20. And. This so occurred like, to me, so and, I, and I said this to Rodney Terry when we got to the hotel Saturday night. I said, do you realize that your team allowed exactly 50 points fewer against Kansas State in their house than you allowed in your house? He said, how about that? <laughs> 50 points exact, 66. They allowed 50 fewer points in the octagon of doom than they did at Moody Center. Uh, there were there were two statistics, Craig, that I felt summed up, and and I I love when I can get a Texas game, and it's usually a road game. Very very rarely am I home for a home game unless I'm sick or family obligation or something, where I can get Jay Billis doing the color. Yeah, he does a fantastic job. I had a good chat with him. I, you know, I, I enjoy Fran, obviously, but Jay Billis is, I think. The best in college basketball. Jay walked in and was. asked me if I had to add any storm damage and how it was down in, in the Austin area. He's plugged into it. He was wanting to know how things were. Uh, but Jay pointed it out, and, and I felt it. And, and really, when I went and looked at the numbers, I think these two areas summed it up. Uh, offensive rebounding and transition points. Kansas last night, uh, 14 offensive rebounds. They turned that into 19, excuse me, 19 second chance points. Fast break points. KU had a 24 to 8 edge in fast break points. Uh, points off turnovers, 18 points off of 15 Texas turnovers. I think those three categories, Craig, you look, that's, that's where Texas lost the game right there. Yep. Offensive rebounding or lack thereof, uh, really defensive rebounding, turnovers, and lack of transition defense. And as Rodney Terry said, they did a better job in the second half. They only had five turnovers in the second half. And they did make a push and got the game tied, and they had two chances to take the lead at 47-46. There was a turnover. Christian Bishop was called for a travel in the lane. And then I believe at 49-48, Marcus Carr had a good look at a three-pointer, and it rattled off the rim. And that was as close as they got to 
taking the lead from that point on. Yeah, it seemed like every time they got close, uh, you know, Kansas just they, they made kept a them at arm's length. Yeah, it was a transition bucket off of. I, I really do think uh, Marcus Carr that missed free throw where, or no, it was after the three made free throws and KU breaks the press and. I think it was Yesifu maybe throws the lob to Grady Dick for the dunk. Yeah, that, that was one of those points where you're just like, man, it's just it's just not there. No I'll give you another one. At 66-60, uh, Texas had a chance to cut it to four. Missed a shot. Rebound Kansas. They come down the floor. Uh, somebody put up a shot. It, oh, yeah. I'm trying to remember who put up the first shot. It might have been Dewan Harris. Somebody put up the first shot. It was a second-chance bucket, though. I know where you're it going. It comes yeah. off the rim. There were three Longhorns going up for the rebound. Now, Dylan Mitchell had done a good job earlier in doing the slap back, tapping it out. Didn't need to do it that time. There were three Longhorns there in position. He slaps it out. It comes down, I believe, to Harris, who kicks in the corner to Grady Dick, who hits the three-pointer. And it goes from 66-60 to 69-60. So the missed offensive opportunity, which could have cut it to four, maybe even three, all of a sudden it's a nine-point deficit, and that was that, pretty much. That's at the 6.06 mark. Yeah. Tyrese Hunter's bucket makes it a six-point game at the 3.54 mark. So that's what, a little over two minutes later? Yeah, coming out of the coming out of the under-four timeout. Kansas has a 13-point lead in the game yeah. at that point. It's, it's pretty much church. Yep, yep. Uh, Longhorn Bear asked, uh, do you think Grady Dick is a lottery pick? He was at the start of the year. Now, he's had a couple of injuries. He also had, had some slumps. We'll see how he finishes out the season, uh, that. But most of the NBA scout conversation was that he was a lottery pick, at least to the start early on when he was really hot early on. I'm just looking at who's got the most recent mock draft, and it's ESPN. Let me scroll down and see if I yeah, – actually, uh, ESPN has Grady Dick going in the lottery uh, 11th overall see? to the Pelicans. Yeah, so so he's, he's still kind of thought of in uh, in that way. Uh, you know, kind of one of those those good news, bad news deals, Craig? Dylan Mitchell's falling off on a lot of mock drafts. Like this ESPN mock draft mm-hmm. has him going the next to last pick of the first round. Yeah. Uh that's a situation where that's a guy you probably weren't counting on getting back next year. And again, there's a lot of stuff that has to play out yep. between now and then, but it's looking much more probable, I'll say at this point, than it did at the beginning of the season that Dylan Mitchell could be back next year. No question about it.